Hey, Jake, are you are you ready for a, a, another year of Jimmy Garoppolo? Um, I am. Um, I think when I went on the radio with you a while back, that was my yeah. prediction. Um, that they what a sad prediction. Up. It really <laughs> was. Of all I the possibilities, it. you were right, but at what cost? Right. I mean, I said it, and I was like, I hate that I said that, but it <laughs> feels like it's going to happen. Um, yeah. Let's hope Mac Jones drops. Um, I don't know if I should say hope, but I feel like get yeah, for Mac Jones's personal finances. <laughs> yeah, I I I feel like it's a you know they try and trade back from twelve um, if nobody's there. I mean, right. listen, it Fields. We talked about this yesterday in the chat, like. Fields at 12 would just be a blessing from the football gods. I think it can happen. I don't think it will. Um, But I think people are ruling it out more than they probably should because he's got a lot of issues where I would not bet my franchise on him with a top five pick. Um, Totally. So it's one of those things where it's like if you fall out of the top five, like anything's in play. And I think everybody... You know, all four of these guys could go in the top 10, sure. But I think people also overestimate um, that people, everyone's going to draft a QB, right? Yeah. Because there's so much that comes with drafting a QB. It's like, especially if you're going to go in the top 10, you need to interview the guy and feel like he can handle that pressure. Um, And then if you already have a guy, like say you're the Falcons, you need to know that like, you know, your, your QB who's there, like he's going to be okay with it, which they're not going to be okay with it. Right. Um, and just there's so much that goes into it, like the machine of drafting a QB that high. Like, um, I don't want to say that you know it's it's unlikely that you know four guys go in the top fifteen, um, but there's a lot more that goes into it than just being like I like this guy on tape. Like, there's a lot of mechanics involved. <laughs> Yeah, more more uh, to say the least. Uh, it, it should be noted that uh, Deshaun Watson was drafted at number twelve. Just throwing that out there. Insane. Uh, he was the third quarterback chosen in that draft. <laughs> it, went Mitchell, <laughs> it went Mitchell Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes, and the 49ers Deshaun Watson. Were like, Deshaun Watson? I don't think so. Hard. We're not even. This. We're not even going to scout him. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, another quarterback was taken in that. <laughs> just, it's yeah, just hilarious. Who, yeah. What's that guy's name? I'm just going. It, it was it was Trubisky Watson. That was the first round. I thought I was I was getting my drafts confused there. Who was the next quarterback? I'm just going off. This is great radio. Uh, just going to see who the next quarterback was taken. Deshaun Kaiser uh, out of Notre Dame. After that. Uh, this is just, again, tremendous stuff. Davis Webb out of California in the fourth round, third round. Uh, great, great pick there. Fantastic. Davis Webb, who is no longer in the league. Uh, and then we get into the compensatory picks and CJ Beathard out of Iowa. So the 49ers hey, hey, were interested in a quarterback a guy like CJ Beathard. Um, uh, you got to take him <laughs> over, you know, was it Mahomes is his name? I mean, yeah, I, I I haven't heard about anything that he's done recently. I yeah, no, I mean bust alert. Am I right? And Watson, I mean the Texans are trying to trade him, so clearly it hasn't worked <laughs> out there. That's, that's uh, actually such a good radio bit, being like, um, <laughs> guys, they're trying to trade him. He's not that good, right? Um, by the way, uh, the trade, yeah, the trade went down with with Stafford to the Rams, which 
we probably it's one of those beautiful situations and there's so many things like this in life but it's one of those beautiful situations where like after it happened you're like of course like duh uh the rams had i basically i respect him so much for this trade by the way they had shit all over Jared Goff in public settings in the three days prior at like aggressive levels to the point where people are writing columns like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why are they being so mean to this guy whose extension kicks in and then they trade his ass with, Dude, with the first and the third so that the Lions need, will take that deal on? Oh Les Snead was asked multiple times. He's like, one reporter was like, you can you can end this just, right just, now. Just like, say the word. Say it. Yes. Like, come on. Like, you know, this is going to be awful for you. He's like, I don't. I don't even remember. But the sentiment was, yeah. Like, Jared Goff's not very good. Like his answer. His answer after it was asked. I'm pretty sure it was Bill Plaschke of the LA Times, and he goes, "Is Jared your quarterback?" And he's like, "Well, you know, this and that." And, the, and he goes, "Like, I'm going to give you another shot at this because, like, you're really creating some problems for yourself, as you said. Like, you're creating some problems for right. yourself. Like, you can end this right now." And he goes, "Jared Goff is still a Ram as of today." Yeah, he was like, "He's like, what that is was today? Two days ago, was three like, days today? ago, Wednesday." Yeah, Jared Goff's still our quarterback. Today. How did we not? How did we not see that they were just going to be like the two things we knew about the Rams? Come Wednesday afternoon was they're not feeling so hot about Jared Goff, which makes perfect sense. And number two, a thing that we've known about them forever, which is they don't give a fuck about first round picks. How did we not see this coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everything that was coming out uh, that day from the 49ers angle. Yes. Um, all the reporting was, you know, the 49ers like would love. They love Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they're yeah. actually really satisfied with where they're at. And it was like, <laughs> and it, we sort of misinterpreted as, um, you know, smokescreen, but it's more damage. We didn't. Control. We didn't. Yeah. We, yeah. It was damage control when it came out. Listen, I was very clear about this. The 49ers don't leak anything unless there's a purpose to it. Right. And sometimes they leak it so that our initial thought with the way that the lines had been changing so dramatically in Las Vegas was, oh, they're playing hardball with the Lions. And so what they're doing is they're leaking publicly that we love Jimmy Garoppolo and, you know, we don't actually have to make a trade at all. And then the Lions would be like, fine, you know, one first rounder and just, you know, fill our fill our coffer with thirds. Um, And instead, it was legitimately like, oh, no, we lost a bidding war. Like we weren't, we weren't going to play ball. Apparently, the uh, word on the street is the twelve was never legitimately offered. They lost another bidding war for another player that was on the market. That's kind of par for the course for the Forty ers They just don't play that game. What they do do is re-sign injured players. That's their thing, and uh, <laughs> and so they were just like, just wanted to make sure that Jimmy, through Mike Garofalo, knows that we love him very. De- <laughs> you know, mommy and daddy love you. Like we not at all. Like yeah, <laughs> it's just like remember, like we did our due diligence on like Tom Brady, and we we're like, no, Jimmy's a way better quarterback. Uh, and we decided like Jimmy's a way better quarterback than Matt Stafford. It's nothing like you know we weren't willing to trade like a twelfth overall pick. It's just we love Jimmy. No, so you, you take into account now what Watson is probably going to cost, which I don't necessarily he's not, not going anywhere. It, but all you, actually, he might. you and no, I are in might. cahoots. He might, but everyone's saying okay, are so. weird. And that report from uh, John McClain uh, uh, of. 
uh, what is it, the Houston Chronicle? Was Chronicle, that? Chronicle, yeah. McLean knows the Texans better than any person right. on the planet. Two firsts, two seconds, and two players, something like that. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, what what level are we talking about with players? Are we talking Jamal Adams, Nick Bosa level, or Dre Greenlaw, Kella Witherspoon level? Because uh, that's a, a very different level of of thing. Also, two defensive players is such a weird thing to ask for in a trade for a franchise quarterback. Like, oh, well, at least you got the two good defensive players. Like, everyone remembers Chipper. I would love Peppers. to just be inside of Houston's front office and, like, what they're like. They're like, okay. We're gonna trade him, but we better get two defensive players. <laughs> like just- whatever, whatever we do, make sure. I mean, if I'm the 49ers, it'd be like, hey, we saw the McLean report. Um, Eric Armstead. <laughs> you, hey, this Kevin Gibbons guy is pretty good. Uh, yeah, this guy Kevin Gibbons. So like, oh Here- shit. I hear that you're having to get rid of J.J. Watt, too, and uh, we have many Subway franchises here in the Bay Area that we feel like he might be really welcome to. By the way, I do think that the the 49ers should get involved in the J.J. Watt run because uh, while I I am a fan of Javon Kinlaw, if you're going to roll out with Jimmy fucking Garoppolo, you better maximize the other 52. And I think adding J.J. Watt uh, as oft injured as he might be would do pretty damn well on that defensive line. I think he'd be okay. He also would not have to sacrifice his body at every waking moment. No. Yeah. No, I I think that he'd get some clear paths and some one-on-ones throughout the year. Wow. Uh, Wow. He signed a long extension. Six years. I haven't seen a contract like that in a minute. He was was everything to that franchise, man. Like You have to remember that. That was a... Oh, wait. Yeah, he expires next year. Dude, he's gone. And honestly, it'd be a good pickup for the Niners. I, I don't know what he would cost. I, I can't imagine that you're seventeen and a half million though. Figure it out. <laughs> Just fucking figure it out. Right. Jimmy. That's the thing. It's like the Rams <laughs> right now, per like over the cap, um, with like a one hundred eighty one million dollar cap projection, yeah. which is definitely in the ballpark. We'll see. Um they are forty million over and there's not a lot of guys they can cut, so they're just going to have to restructure and restructure, and they will. The 49ers at some point need to sack up and just say, you know, we're going to go into salary cap hell in the short term because, like, totally. we're going for it. Well, that's that. That's just antithetical to the 49ers model. They really believe in the salary cap. Like, these are... Uh, <laughs> Look at the fucking <laughs> the- Saints. Like, yeah, well, the Saints and the Saints check is due, right? Or maybe right. not. Who knows? No, yeah, no, they're screwed. They're they're screwed. When I keep seeing them pop up in quarterback um, talks, it's like, have you, like what money? They have they're literally negative ninety million dollars over the cap. I would also like to establish that the Rams check is going to be due at some point here. Uh, they what they have done is they have taken out another loan. To pay off the other credit card, and so they're just like whatever. I, if if I'm constantly just in new debt, I'm not actually in danger of getting my car repossessed. Right. That's their that's their model. Um, they're just point. paying off credit cards with credit cards. The Saints are actually 112 million dollars over. The so cap. yeah, isn't like 24 that breeze which will come off the books because of the retirement. Some of it, uh, yeah, it doesn't. There's no retirement button, but yeah, some of that's going to come off the books. But yeah, it's like ninety million. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. That's awesome. Uh, I respect. I respect that. Just they don't care. Like Sean, Sean Payton has seen the other side of this thing. He's like, I'm not going back. 
No. And that's what you like. And it's not like they can just cut everyone and get that money back. Like they're. Woof. Oh, they're deeply fucked. Like, I, I just don't understand. But maybe nothing matters. Like maybe there's just a nihilism to this uh, because clearly the NFL has not been like punishing these teams. <laughs> like, wow. This is actually wild to look at the Saints cap situation. I mean, I don't know how they like, I don't know if they have to become cap compliant. I'm not sure how they feel the team. Wow. No, it I mean, is. It really is impressive. They have to get like, no, there's like, <laughs> I'm looking at it. There's no way like they're oper- they're operating at 150 percent of the salary cap. Like, they have to get everybody to just restructure and restructure and restructure forever. Holy shit. If you just restructure until you retire, then you might be okay. Yeah, I, I really highly recommend that everybody, if you get a chance, look at the Saints salary cap. It's like porn. It doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no way they can pull it off. But they will somehow because they always By the do. way, eight and... Eight and one in the last two seasons without Drew Brees, the New Orleans Saints. So so good that so glad that they uh, absolutely kept pushing all of their chips to the middle of the table to give Drew Brees another chance at winning a Super Bowl. It's all awesome. worked out great. It's awesome. Um, so, but the Rams are in a very similar situation, right? Like they will go to presidential terms. <laughs> they will go from the, their last first round pick. This is a full fact. The the Rams' last first round pick was Jared Goff. They will not, unless they find a way to trade into the first round, have a first round pick until 2024. That's that's fucking awesome, man. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I deeply we need we need to have diversity of thought. And the Rams basically saying that first round picks are for suckers is incredible. Just absolutely incredible uh, because everyone else does the exact opposite. And they're like, fuck it. They're <laughs> like, they're like, you know, go. there are six other rounds, right? They kill. They kill in those rounds, by the way. Um, I don't think there's a better team of drafting in the NFL. Maybe the Saints. I mean, that's the that's another thing with the Saints. Like the Saints have been getting their their deal, their bill should have come due a long time ago because Drew Brees has been uh broke for a while now. Uh, but they drafted so well that they just kept pushing it forward. But when you don't have a first round pick for seven years. Oh, and by the way, like <laughs> you're just absolutely, you know, capped out to your to your eyeballs because you have you gave contracts to Ramsey, you gave contracts to Donald as well. You should. You still think next year sixteen percent, yeah, sixteen percent of their salary cap will be on dead dead money players. Tyler Higby makes seven and a half million. Like, oh, that's incredible. That's Robert incredible. Woods makes fourteen. Cooper Cup makes 14 and a half. Yep. Michael Brockers makes 10. They I mean, don't so give that's a, a shit. They don't that's care. Just, that's just a family with three mortgages uh, that are all stacked on top of each other, just like re- ready to ready to sell the house at some point. And then there's the 49ers who pay for everything with the debit card. <laughs> right. <laughs> just like they have no rewards. They have no cash. No, back. Nothing. No rewards, no cash back. Well, now they get some rewards because they, you know, they they did, you know, prudent things and and hired uh, people of color for for jobs, and you know, right. like as if they weren't the the most qualified people anyway. But hey, you take you take what's given, and uh, the Forty ers will continue to, uh, you know, accept third round picks for hiring good people. Um, but <laughs> it's like, uh yeah, I, I, I wish that they, from what I can gather. 
I mean, they weren't even really playing ball. And I get it that they are comfortable with Jimmy, but why are you even kicking the tires on Matt Stafford if you're super comfortable with Jimmy? There's a, there's a cognitive dissonance there. Uh, same thing with Brady. Oh, we love Jimmy. We love him. We just don't love him enough to give him a new contract and to not, you know, be looking around. Like it just doesn't seem like a a committed relationship, at least from the 49ers side of things. They want out. They're just like, uh, it's like they can't get out for you know the way they want. And I think, yeah, it's also like, well, there is no getting out of this the way you want because your quarterback's not all that good. Um, but I also like understand where they're coming from. Like, I don't think like they like they couldn't match this trade unless they wanted to. The Panthers offered the eighth overall pick. Did they now? They did. According to Albert Breer, they offered the eighth overall pick. So wow, the 49ers. Why did the really, Lions take that deal? It's they up. I think they like Jared Goff. Well, that explains a lot about the Lions. It does. Um, why? What? <laughs> How does anybody Jared Goff is about to have a hundred and thirty four million dollar contract extension hey, kick that, in? That is a good deal, partner. I, I will say at least for golf. I think I don't know. I guess some of that money is, you know, because he gets traded, they can cut a lot of it. But man. Yeah, no, the, the I don't know the uh, I, I be fully blunt. I don't understand the intricacies of what happens after you trade. <laughs> A contract, like I don't know what they're on the hook for, what the Rams are on the hook for, and all that stuff. So the Rams are um, on the I, hook for only like twenty two point two million, which is wild to me. I, I told you like a week back, like I was just randomly yes, looking yes, at yes. the golf deal. I was like, it's actually not that bad for the Rams if they if were they to trade him. him. If they were to trade him, you just didn't think anyone. Yeah, was guys, I actually, enough. I actually predicted this. Uh, credit me uh, first uh, <laughs> yeah, for texting Dieter a week ago, saying, "Whoa, it's this true. is actually." Theoretically possible. Yeah, in, in Jake's infinite boredom, he uh, <laughs> it was like, what if they traded Jared Goff? And I'm like, I'm trying to do things with my day, <laughs> sir. This is an Arby's. Um, it's, it, it's bonkers. Uh, Watson's not coming. Like, if they weren't willing to get into a minor, uh, small, you know, in, inconsequential, all things considered, uh, bidding war for Matt Stafford, who would have fit perfectly and would have made sure that those first round picks were in the late twenties, if not thirties. If the 49ers were like too chicken shit to do that. And let's not forget that the 49ers like traded away to force Buckner for first. Like they love draft picks. That's their favorite thing, even though they don't necessarily draft that. They're everybody who plays Madden franchise mode. And yes, I mean, Kyle's <laughs> talked about playing Madden where he's like, you know, it doesn't work like the way, you know, it does in real life. But I mean, I guess I the draft pick situation does, you know. Um, and so if that's the case, I I, I know I, I, you know, everyone saw the McLean tweet today uh, or yesterday. I don't remember which day it was, but we all saw it. It's been circling around and it seems like two firsts and a couple of seconds and, you know, some defensive players for Watson. I mean, that'd be that'd be a steal. But the Niners, it's it's we're talking three. We're talking four firsts. Uh, Bosa would qualify as a first. It's not happening for San Francisco. And in you and I are in cahoots. It's more likely that he doesn't get traded in general because everyone's going, well, Houston's dysfunctional. Yeah, they're just dysfunctional enough to keep around that guy. Uh, so we'll see. And, and by the way, he would have to say, I want to go to San Francisco. 
which he might if there was right. a really good trade offer on the table, which wouldn't come. Uh, if the if it was a wide open, you know, Texans put out a APB and say everybody, you know, put in your best offers, they wouldn't be able to outbid the Jets. They wouldn't be able to outbid uh, uh, Miami. Uh, they they wouldn't have those same kind of assets. They don't have a preponderance of draft picks, so they wouldn't be able to beat them on that. And Watson has already said that he'd prefer, or at least it's been reported that Watson would prefer Miami or New York. So it, 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 unless Watson has a change of heart and goes, I want to play for Kyle Shanahan, which he's always had the ability to do and is yet to do it. Um, so it makes me think he doesn't want that. Uh, or that's pretty much it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Or, or or I guess they don't want him in the AFC, which I don't know. I don't know, man. Him. Who cares? They, I, th- I think they draft the QB. Um I don't know when or where or how, um, but they obviously well, they put, need... put it on a sheet of paper and then they'd send an email, uh, right? <laughs> and and that would be that would be the process of drafting one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the other thing too is Kyle Shanahan has drafted one quarterback. We named him at the beginning of the show, <laughs> not not the very initial one. Though you can argue he was a second round pick, uh, technically, kind of, sorta. Uh, but C.J. Beathard is the only quarterback that Kyle Shanahan has drafted. So, I mean, awesome I, I, think he, I think he probably falls in love with Mac Jones and seeks sees Kirk Cousins 2.0. I would Ugh. be I would really, really find it hilarious if they just took Mac Jones with like the 12th overall pick. Um, that would bring it's me a lot out of, of the joy. Um, it would bring me personal joy. I'm a big Mac Jones fan. Now, he should not be taking 12. I no, mean, we were t- we were talking when we talked about Mac Jones. I was like, I'd be willing to give up. I'd be willing to spend a first rounder, like go 31 or 32. Off. Right. Like I'm that I'm that in on them. And then people are like, what if people were selecting Mac Jones at 14? And I go, you guys have taken this shit too far. Like that no. is out of control. Like I was throwing out a hot take, uh, which I believe, like, honestly, like if Mac Jones went at 31, I'd be like, OK, but you know what? I believe in Mac Jones. So that that's probably fine. Right. Like that's worth the risk. Um at least from my, you know, biased perspective. But for I mean, fourteen, get the fuck out of here. Just no. get the fuck out of here. Like there's no value there. I mean, I guess unless you really believe that he's the best of the best, which he's not. That's a that's <laughs> a bet. That's a bet. Oh man. This is gonna be it's gonna be so underwhelming. They're gonna draft a defensive end and everyone's gonna be like, oh my God. And he's gonna be fine. Oh no, um, yeah, he he probably absolutely dominates. Right. <laughs> And like, I don't even think that's necessarily the wrong move. Um, but they got like, at this point, it, what's going to happen is like they're going to be competitive. They could still probably win this division because, let's be honest, it's not that good. Um, no matter, yeah, but how they have the fourth the teams are. They right. have the fourth best quarterback in the division. Full stop. They're still going to beat the Rams at least once this year. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you that. Well. Everyone better be hoping that all the shit that I, that you and I both heard about Matt Stafford, which is he's never won anything. So apparently, you know, that's all his fault that the Lions are uh, an inept organization and the laughing stock of the NFL. Um, he's never won anything, one. And two, he's injured all the time. Or, you know, three, which has actually been proven empirically incorrect, uh, that he's like a stat patter. Right. Like that, that all of those things need to happen. For the 49ers. This stuff, you better hope you right. were right. Also, if the you were... 49ers didn't have to. Well, maybe maybe it's the second game I think they dealt with Cam Akers, but the Rams waited until late in the year to use Cam Akers. Uh, and then 
that gave them sort of a second wind. Um, yep. Yeah, no, they are. I think the, I think the Rams are the trouble. favorites in the NFC next year. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, because uh, they were nine and seven, and they never had their act together, and they had Jared Goff as their quarterback. I mean, sure, uh, they I bet just, their entire franchise on like six players, but it mostly works. They're very good players, right? <laughs> I mean, like they bet their entire franchise on right. the best cornerback, the best defensive player, um, one of the you know, I, I, Andrew Whitworth, like a right, premier Andrew left tackle, Whitworth, Matt Stafford, uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Aaron Donald, and yeah. like two pretty good. Like Cooper Cup or right. Robert Woods, right? Like, th- cool. That's a really good team. And then you just they just moneyball it at other positions, and it you know goes pretty well most of the time. I mean, do you think about the Rams linebackers being super shitty? Like, I ne- I never even think about the Rams linebackers, and I never I want know. to think about them. Well, it's because they just like find random fifth round dudes, like, and they convert safeties, and they're just like linebacker is a chump right. position, so. Just get some dudes who are mobile and can't stop the run because Aaron Donald's out there. And we'll just hope that that works. And uh, otherwise, you know, hey, they can move around in the past game. So you're what not going to be able to throw is saying, the folks, I'll, I'll interpret it for you, saying Fred Warner is actually a useless player um, <laughs> and that the 49ers should trade him, I don't know, for like a fourth round pick. That's what Dieter's well, you, saying. You, you, you will remember uh, how giddy I was when they drafted Fred Warner. Fred Warner was like a draft crush of mine. Uh, he w- and they got him, and we overlooked the BYU thing, uh, which is always you know kind of made me uneasy. And then, uh, but you know, he he was a safety hybrid sort of a thing, and I just don't believe that like linebackers in the Blake Martinez mold should exist. I was having a conversation today with somebody about like the Buffalo linebackers, and it's like, oh, I like Tremaine Edmonds, and I go. Yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't move that great. Right. Like, I, I just want a strong safety as my middle linebacker. And you know, God bless Fred Warner. He's more or less a safety out there, and he's great against the run. He's he's uh, unbelievable against the pass. I just want I just want nothing but safeties. This has been my one football belief, and I'm not kidding. Since I was 11 years old, just you should just have it's all it's, safeties. It always amazes me when you see like. Um, you know, the Chiefs linebackers who always suck. Like, they're always yeah. just terribly, like, it's like when you look well, back. good now. Right, He's good. right. But it's like you got the 265-pound, totally. basically, like, linebacker who can't move. And it's like, what is the part? You're just throwing a defensive tackle <laughs> out there. Well, he can stop the run on first down in a 4-3. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like the second that the 4-3 no longer became base is the second everyone should have been like, what are we doing with these linebackers? Like, right. Maybe. Like you don't need linebackers. You just need safeties. You need guys who are fast and can cover. Like Cam Chancellor would have been the most bitching middle linebacker in the history of the NFL. Shit. That's that's a really terrifying thought. Like he was they basically played him as a strong side linebacker. So just put him one over. I mean, everyone was saying Fred Warner was a weak side linebacker or a Sam linebacker because he was that safety. And it's like, what if he wasn't? And then they moved him to middle and it's like, wow, this works really well. And it's like, yeah, of course it does, because you don't need to be 250 pounds, you know, to do that. You need a four. I'd rather have a a four three than a a 250, like just full stop. Like I just need the speed and you need to make sure that you got somebody with a little bit of crazy. But like 
you know, unless you're playing the Jets, who gives a shit about you know first down runs? Like Kansas City's going to throw it four times. Or it run is it four amazing times how much just weird old school thinking there is, and like you know, and like going on it with fourth downs, like how uh, teams are like evolving slowly to fourth downs and like going for it, but they're yeah. still so so conservative. And like the idea that like oh no we're going to bet on our defense like no you're not going to get the ball back go for it and it's the same thing with like linebackers and like safeties and positional flexibility it's like there's no don't try and like stop the run like it's a passing league like yeah. get guys who can do both like you're gonna get a guy like what you want him to be big so he can take the hits of like you're gonna pump him up with Toradol anyway it doesn't matter how much he weighs <laughs> by the way like the the uh, Green Bay Packers went out and got, you know, or they had Blake Martinez at middle linebacker, like the most classic, like, you know, Brian Urlacher style middle line. By the way, Brian Urlacher uh, converted safety. Uh, but like, like kind of, you know, big shoulder pads, definitely going to be able to fill the gaps on the run sort of a dude. And then the 49ers had Jimmy Garoppolo throw it eight fucking times in the NFC championship game because they could just run right past him. Every- All you had to do was move him with motion. The second that motion became just the norm, of anything that knows what they're doing on offense in the NFL was the second that like a gap filling linebacker became completely useless because now the gaps go 52 yards side to side. Right. Um, I, I enjoyed the clips that were coming out of how Jimmy Garoppolo missed like three huge plays to uh, George Kittle in the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, really? That was floating around? Yeah, it's like, I guess most people had not seen that or rewatched they it. Didn't, which they I didn't check out last year's Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So Jimmy missed one uh, one play in the early first half when uh, he, he threw an interception. He missed it because his eyes were closed. That was a fun... The, the fact that that picture lives on is... It, it says a lot. I get. I got a lot of flack this past week uh, regarding my, my Jimmy stances, and I just go like... A lot of people just received that photo in a reply on the emails or on a tweet. <laughs> I just sent a photo of him throwing an interception with his eyes closed. And it's like, that was kind of the moment where I'm like, I messed up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we were we were like, you know, I was, I was in on Garoppolo last year. I was like, you know, people are hating on him too much. And I still think, you know, he had a pretty good season last year. He did. Um, he absolutely did. But yeah, he... Doesn't quite have it. Well, listen, I, I've been wrong on Garoppolo thinking that he was better than he actually was. Uh, so maybe I'm wrong on maybe maybe there's a middle ground to be struck. Um, I can say this. He's going to need to have a good run game behind him. And I think the Niners are probably they, they, there's a chance that they draft a running back this year. Yes. Uh, let, let's. Yes. Yes. Go, let's first go over who they're going to bring back. Uh, Raheem Mostert, who is uh, awesome. Uh, Jeff Wilson, who is awesome, and uh, Jamichael Hasty, who we are very big fans of and uh, has a lot of potential to be awesome. So they're covered. And by the way, all three of those guys, undrafted free agents. Um, so right. Kyle has a type, and that type is uh, cheap, a.k.a. probably not drafted unless you're, what was it, Joe Williams? Yeah. Uh, and then um, what he's looking for is the classic... Mike Shanahan, one cut and go back. And they obviously can't, you know, chip block or anything like they used to do with the Denver Broncos, those cheating fucks back in the day. But um, it is one cut and go. So he's looking for vision. He's looking for burst. 
and we both kind of went into just the list looking for both of those things. And Jake, uh, you came to the same conclusion I did, and that would be what? There's not a lot of like, holy shit, that guy can hit a hole and just run yep. full speed. There's not a ton of that. Um, it's like Najee Harris is awesome, but not that, and everyone else sucks. Right. I mean, there's a lot of interesting guys towards you know the top, but it's like the 49ers aren't going to take a running back until like I'd say – like unless somebody drops and they just are like, you know what, we got this extra third round pick. Like, let's just use it. Uh, well, I guess if, it's not. If Najee Harris is if Najee Harris is sitting there in the third round, like they'll take him. Yes, of course. But that's not happening because no. that'd be silly. No, he's really good. Um, there there are some interesting names for sure. Um, I think for me, like I really like Chuba Hubbard. I think he's yeah. a guy who could drop even more because he two things that bothered me. Uh, fumbling oh yeah yeah no yes yes the canadian thing is the actually that's the only thing i don't like he's canadian we can move on um (laughs) he thinks that the field's 120 yards right and uh he only he doesn't know what a stop sign like in forrest gump where they tell him to stop running um no i try to check people no i like him i like him he's he's got a lot of speed he's patient like looking for the hole and then hits it hard Um, The problem I have with him is fumbling. Uh, He did not take care of the ball well and his ankle. But his ankle is the reason that he might be available to the 49ers in like the fourth round. Whereas, you know, if he was healthy all of last year, he'd be going in like the second or third. Uh, So he's interesting to me. Uh, There's a guy, Kylan Hill, out of Mississippi State. Um, Mm -hmm. Your guy, Air Raid. Um, Mike Lee. Yes. He's my guy now. So what's, what's interesting about... Uh, him okay, is like, I, don't, I don't like how that sits, but whatever. No, it's um, he's in the air raid, so he like never ran the ball, but he's he's yes. quick. And I wonder if like the 49ers, you know, losing Jarek McKinnon might look for like that third down back they never had. I don't know why you need that. I think it's stupid. Um, this in their system in their system, a third down back seems redundant. I mean, it'd be nice to have the one thing that Kyle doesn't have, and maybe they do actually have it in Jeff Wilson, but he doesn't handle the, you know, he doesn't, uh, he fumbles too much, but, um, and hasty, I think has really good hands. I mean, Moster is the perfect Kyle Shanahan runner, right? I mean, perfect. He's perfect. And he's just, unless it's a designed pass, he's not right. No, he's, he's not a route runner. Um, not a route runner. So I think that might be interesting. Somebody like that who, and honestly, um, a better guy for that. Who am I looking for? I'm looking for someone down this list. You you name your next guy while I look for who I meant to talk about. I really like Khalil Herbert out of Virginia Tech. He is uh, he's he's a great one cut runner, uh, and, and the cuts are aggressive. Uh, maybe they're a little bit jarring, uh, <laughs> but I question his his top end speed. I don't know if he has pull away ability, but he seemed to have at Virginia Tech really great vision from what I could tell. Uh, he would see the hole. He'd let the blockers do their thing and then he'd hit it. And that's really what you're looking for. And um, I don't know if you can develop top end speed. I, he's not, by no means slow, but he doesn't have like those afterburners like he could get chased down from behind, I think. But he, the other thing, too, is it's very difficult to figure out what the prototype body is because you had a Matt Breida back in the day who also, of course, was a very good one cut and go runner. Uh, but he also weighed roughly 132 pounds and was constantly injured because of that. And that 
became problematic. So the Niners are always going to have a bit of a committee as well. They should. That's just the nature of the beast. Uh, so I think that they're going to probably err on the lighter side, but that makes it tricky because, you know, you, you also want to you know, get a guy who doesn't look like he's about to die at any minute. Right. I, I think the one, the couple guys you mentioned, um, Demetric Felton, mentioned he was I love Demetric Felton. a wide love receiver him. before love he was him. a running back. And I think in terms of like fulfilling that I, idea of a McKinnon role where you want yes. a change of pace, you want a guy who's a reliable receiver. That guy is a receiver playing running back. Um, he's absolutely great. Great he wiggle. Is, great he reminded speed. me of like Mike Tolbert. Like I know Mike Tolbert, it's not an apt comparison, but just like he gets low and it's really hard to tackle him. Um, and he's not, a, not, he's not a short guy. He's by no means stubby. So, no. you know, the Mike Tolbert might be, might be there, but you're right. He, he does have, he, he's got some, he got some dudes to bounce off of him. Uh, he has bounced. You see the kick and return. His hands he had? are great. It's awesome. It was incredible. He, he, you guys should look that up. He, he returned this kick where he, he juked, 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 stiff armed. It was, yep. it was beautiful. Demet- Demetric Felton out of UCLA. I love, I also love guys who can return kicks. So, yeah. Uh, when we started God, kind of looking I, at I, oh, McKinnon returning kicks last year, I just had a warlike flashback. <laughs> Charlie almost had him. Um, it was, yeah, I, I went back and I watched Raheem Mostert's college tapes, right? Like this happens on YouTube, Raheem Mostert, Purdue, show me what we got. And it's not plainly obvious. Like I see why he went undrafted. Um, but his kick returns were awesome. And it was a great sign of his vision because you have to be able to see the entire field when you're doing a kick return. You have to be able to um, sort of gauge the speed of your opponent in the open field. And I'm just always a big fan of running backs, uh, especially in this kind of wide zone system that is so reliant on vision. Because listen, as much as it is run outside the tackle or run inside the tackle, if the gap is there, like that you need to have one the patience and, and the wherewithal to you know see if that's uh, accurate or not. But like if there's a different gap, you need to take it. You need to take it fast, totally. and that's not a problem in the system. So having a, a, a running back who you know return kicks one indicates a high end speed, which is inherently important uh, to this system. And two, I think shows the vision probably better, honestly, than what you're seeing a lot of the times when you're watching them in their you know rinky dink inside zone nonsense, you know, run game <laughs> in the college level. Uh, offensive line also sucks. As much as we weren't uh, enthralled by these running backs, uh, oh, my God, there's some bad offensive lines. God, it's it's tough to watch because you can't even – you don't even get a real idea of guys running the outside zone because – No idea. Also, the amount of times these coaches run into like eight or nine-man boxes, I'm like, yeah, why? Like, and, and it's not like they have a tight end. It's like they're running from the shotgun – with like five offensive linemen in a box of eight. And oh, surprise, yeah. surprise, it didn't work. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Most most college coaches are just hoping that they have four or five great players that can just out-talent the other team. Right, and then they can make it, you know, get a weird, you know, $5 million a year contract at some school that's desperate like Texas. Totally. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Then meanwhile, Alabama's out there, and I sent you the Nick Saban recruiting video, and you're just like, God, this guy's a god. It's incredible. It's he's like just so good. He's like, I mean, you're going to the NFL, so I mean, I don't really need to sell you. I wouldn't be ta- I wouldn't be talking to you if you weren't going. Okay, okay. So I wouldn't be even saying it. 
he's just the best. That's he's just incredulous that anyone wouldn't immediately commit to right. Alabama. No, and he's in the Which, right. To be fair, nobody does it better. Right. I mean, I was talking to somebody today. We both had Ohio State minus six in the national championship game because we're dumbasses. And um, uh, I hedged that bet immediately um, once I saw the opening coin flip. The COVID didn't, this COVID scare for Ohio State didn't scare me off of that bet as much as the opening coin flip when the Alabama linebacker came out next to the Ohio State linebacker and weighed 35 more pounds and was three inches that, taller. That was like the key to that game is like you looked at tough Borland and you're like, oh no, oh yeah. no, no, no. This man is from the 1980s. This is yeah. not going to go well. No, no, no. He was a normally sized college football player. <laughs> then there's the Alabama. They just have a team of Derrick Henrys. Exactly. At every position. Exactly. Just absolute super freaks. And it's just like, how did how did I get Ohio State plus six points? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Might be the first quarter line. That was very stupid. I hedged out. We, I think I only lost like five bucks in the whole operation. That's what it's all about, uh, folks. Just making sure you hedge. Uh, any other names that you'd like? There's, there's one guy I kind of was interested in, and I need to see more, and I would really like to know what his 40 time is. Um, uh, Louisiana Lafayette's uh, Elijah Mitchell, uh, I thought was a really nice long strider. Uh, I, I, there was just something to him where I'm like, mm, I, I think that he might be a really good option um, if I could get some more raw data on him. Now, if that long stride... Because he's going up against you know, really shitty Sunbelt teams. So it's hard for right. me to judge, you know, if he's effective or not. But if that long stride is like 4 3, 4 4, fuck, even like a low 4 5, like that, there's something there because he gets up to speed really quickly and right. uh, really can take up a lot of field in a short period of time. I didn't like time it or anything, but I'm just going, hey, there's something there. And this would be an undrafted free agent or a very late seventh round pick. Uh, one other guy uh, I want to mention is uh, Rakeem Boyd out of Arkansas. Uh, I think he has the top end speed. I think he has the burst. My issue is that he takes a lot of steps in the backfield. Right. I hate running backs that that overstep. Uh, he's a little he's a toe tapper. He's doing a little dance every time he gets the ball. But um, if you can coach that out of him, uh, or maybe that's something that you value. I mean, the same thing could have been said for Hasty at Baylor. If you put him in the right system and you think, hey, he's just not going to do that shit anymore because you told him to one cut and go, uh, I think he has the physical traits to be totally a very viable running back. But again, all these guys are day three guys. Right. Uh, any other names we, we missed yeah, on your my list? My guy is CJ Verdell um, out of Ooh. Oregon. I just think... Um, Describe C.J. Verdell for me. He is, he's pretty quick. He He's more of the mold of Mostert. Um, he's one of the few guys that I saw sort of fit into that mold uh, who can really hit a hole quick. Um, that's that's basically it. And so I didn't see – maybe it was that there's not a lot of guys out there uh, who are actually doing that. And oh, so, oh, I've just flipped on the C.J. Verdell highlights. He's got some bursts where he, he hits a He's a track a athlete. I think he was. I, 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 I like vaguely slash not vaguely remember him um, being described yeah, they, as a track guy. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no couth way to say this. Um, big old booty. Hey, hey, that's a, it's important. Mm. It's important to, to mention Ooh, I'm, all the intangibles. I think I'm in on Verdell. Good it's hands quick, too. Man. Yeah, no, he's got this balance too, where he, he sort of bounces off tackles. Yeah, I like him a lot. I like him a lot. He's got some burner speed. 
I don't think that he can be an. He doesn't look very big. He's, no, he's he's more stocky. of like a stat back. Yeah, he's got a weird frame. That's the main issue with him. Yeah, good vision though. Good vision. Yeah, I like him. I like him. Yeah, he's, you know what? I'm in. I'm in. Beautiful. I'm in. That's a good call. That's a good call. You That's got any other guys? No, I mean, not really. Uh, there's one guy who is interesting, um, who's a big dude, um, who I just want to mention um, because, like, he's a guy who will go undrafted, will somehow make it onto a practice squad, and then in three years he'll have, like, a 200-yard game, and we'll all be like, who is that? Um, and it's this guy, Mahone. Uh, where is Mahone. he? Robert Mahone at a Boise State. Um, oh, yeah. right. He is not a good person. Um, yeah, no, arrested in August of 2020 on a, a domestic battery, yes. so that's terrible. Yes, and it will be posed yeah, as a real redemption story. Yeah, he used to beat his girlfriend, but look at how he runs the ball. Um, Was he not at Florida State, or did I just watch the film with Florida State? Um, you know, it's a good question. I know he was suspended for all of the last year. Um, I don't even know if he's like declared for the draft or what, but his tape is like, I don't want to, I like, he's scary to go against. It looks like he's just a big dude who's quick, runs really hard. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I watched, I watched the game against Florida state that he was in and he's, he's a very, very good back. He's a scary Um, dude. You know, in a lot of ways, yeah, no, and he's he's got a beautiful, beautiful stride. I don't know how to like. Oh yeah, no, he's got a, like he covers a lot of distance quick and not with a lot of motion. No, he's uh, he yeah, runs he's there. He runs through you too. Like he's yeah, the Chiefs are gonna get him, and then he's <laughs> you know yeah, and then it'll work out great. Yes, of course. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm watch I'm watching some of this now. I watched uh, the Florida State one, but I'm just kind of got the, the regular highlight he pops tape on. Off and, tape and he gets low too, where it's like his shoulders hit you and it's like I'm saying this as if honestly, I had to try and tackle him. He's he is the one outside of kind of the top two or three guys. He is the one, but you got the baggage. And uh you shouldn't overlook right. shit like that. Right. Uh and the 49ers don't and I don't know if that's right. to their benefit or detriment, but uh, and that's why he won't be going to San Francisco, but he will be going somewhere else, probably eventually. He'll probably go to the yeah. CFL and then you know go to the NFL and just you know, it's a redemption story, folks. No, he's not a good dude, but hey, yeah. he can run the ball real good. Hey, <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I don't know how to spin it. I don't know how to spin that from that. What position are we talking about next? Uh, I believe tight end. That will be fun. We both love tight ends. I, it's, it's my favorite position to evaluate partially because I don't want to say it's really easy because if I say that, we're going to be wrong about everything we say. Um, but I do find um, it's one position where you can really swing on athleticism and just like how a guy's mentality is. Like that Purdue guy from last year, I heard nothing about him. He was really hyped yeah. up and we were both yeah. we both hated him. And yeah, I haven't heard it. anything about him this year. Like, really good receiving guy who what? just was scared of what happened? doing anything. What happened to our guy from uh, Virginia Tech? How did he do? He was on the Patriots, Patriots and mostly injured, I think. And then they were like, oh. him and Devin Asiasi, they drafted two of them. And I think their seasons were both kind of a wash hmm. just because I think they were, they were injured. And I'll say we'll this. See. We were wrong about Charlie Warner. 
Oh boy. I uh I was way too optimistic. He is too nice of a man. Yeah, he doesn't have the crazy. We've talked about that on the show a lot. You have to have the crazy. No, he got and slapped around when he was trying to lay blocks. Wasn't great. Wasn't great. They need they need another tight end though. And we'll get into that on 49ers draft game pod day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, bye.